Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is September 4th. Just a quick reminder before we jump in today, we just launched our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram. So jump over to your favorite social media platform and search for Come Follow Me Daily Dose and follow us there. So today, you guys, we're still going to be studying Helaman chapter 15. And so Samuel is still preaching repentance to the Lamanites. But something that really jumped out at me today is the order in which Helaman taught repentance. In verses 1, 2, and 3, Samuel the Lamanite commands the Nephites to repent. He says, except they shall repent, their houses will be left desolate. Except they shall repent, their women shall have great cause to mourn. And then in verse 3, he says, they need to repent because the Lord will chasten those who he loves. So he commands them to repent three different times. But then he goes on and he starts talking about all the things that the Lamanites are doing that the Nephites aren't doing. He starts talking about all the things that the Nephites need to do. He starts talking about the obedience that needs to happen from the Nephites, about obeying the commandments and statutes, about striving with unwearied diligence to do missionary work all these important things that they need to do. Now, I thought it was super interesting that the commandment to repent was first and separate from the commandment to obey. And I think that was intentional. Even though repentance should lead us to do and to act differently, repentance in and of itself is far more about the change in how we think and feel rather than in what we do. But as we sincerely repent and experience that change in our minds, hearts, and attitudes, a change in our action is bound to follow. President Ezra Taft Benson once said, true repentance involves a change of heart and not just a change in behavior. So Samuel didn't start out by saying, hey, you guys just need to start doing things. He said, you need to repent Because he understood that all of a sudden the Nephites just doing what they were supposed to do or going through the actions or just keeping the commandments wouldn't mean a thing unless that repentance had begun in their hearts and in their thoughts and in their attitudes first. Repentance, change has to come before the change in action. I think of it like this. There are essentially three different layers to sin. The first layer is the sin of disposition, our attitudes, our feelings, the way we think about sin. Second layer, we have the sins of omission. This is where we stop doing the things that we should be doing, the service, the scripture study, the prayer, the temple attendance, etc. And then the third layer of sin is sins of commission. This is where we start doing things that we shouldn't be doing. In 2 Nephi chapter 28, Nephi teaches us that the adversary doesn't just try to shove people headfirst into sin. He explains that the adversary will pacify and lull them into carnal security, and then he will lead them away carefully down to hell. So rarely, rarely does the adversary start by trying to get us to commit sins of commission. Instead, he starts with our attitudes and our thoughts. And then he leads us to omit the good things that we are doing. And finally, he leads us into committing more grievous sins. 
nine and three quarters times, this is the pattern of sin. This is how he works. He starts with our sin of disposition. He moves on to sins of omission, and then he gets us to commit sins of commission. But just like sin starts with disposition and with our attitude, repentance has to begin there as well. Just like we see here with Samuel, he starts by asking them to repent, to change their hearts and the way that they think and feel about sin. And then he asks them to change behavior. Then he starts pointing out the things that they should be doing but aren't and points out the things that they are doing and shouldn't be doing. In a talk called The Challenge to Become, Elder Oak said, The final judgment is not just an evaluation of a sum total of good and evil acts, what we have done. It is an acknowledgement of the final effects of our acts and thoughts, what we have become. It is not enough for anyone just to go through the motions. The commandments, ordinances, and covenants of the gospel are not a list of deposits required to be made in some heavenly account. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a plan that shows us how to become what our Heavenly Father desires us to become. So if Samuel would have started by saying, hey guys, these are the things you need to do. These are the things that you need to stop doing. Even if by some weird miracle, the Nephites started doing those things or stopped doing those things, it wouldn't have made the effective change until the way they felt about the Lord had changed first. So here we see that Samuel and the Lord ask us to repent, to change our hearts, to change our minds first. And then they teach us, now these are the things that we need to stop doing, or these are the things that we need to start doing. Repentance isn't just about a change in behavior. It's about a change in being. And that can only happen as we begin with a change in our thoughts and our desires. That change in disposition, that initial turning of our hearts towards God will naturally lead us to a change in our actions. All of a sudden, we will change what we do and stop doing the things that we shouldn't do. And as we make these changes, our repentance becomes complete and our dispositions are fully changed as we become converted and like the people of King Benjamin. As it says in Mosiah chapter 5, verse 2, we have no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually. Our dispositions have to be changed. And as we change them, as we change our attitudes, as we change our hearts, it changes the way we behave. And that is important because the things we do will lead to the people we become. But repentance has to be a three-pronged attack. A change in disposition, a change in omission, and a change in commission. And as we do those things, it allows for conversion to take place. Now I'm going to level with you. It seems really hard. (laughs) It sounds difficult. It sounds like a lot. But we can do it as we rely on the enabling power of Jesus Christ. We were never once asked to change by ourselves. We were never once asked to change our own hearts. In fact, the scriptures tell us over and over again that Christ is the one who will change our hearts. 
that a mighty change of heart can only take place in and through the atonement of Jesus Christ. Elder Holland said, You can't possibly do this alone, but you do have help. The Master of heaven and earth is there to bless you. Rely on him. Rely on him heavily. Rely on him forever. The Book of Mormon teaches us that if we are meek and if we are humble, the grace of Jesus Christ is enough for us. Enough to affect any change in our life that we need. Enough to strengthen us. Enough to enable us. Enough to make us more. My friends, I testify that that is true. As we are meek, as we are humble, and as we rely on the Lord Jesus Christ, His strength is sufficient. He can make us more. He can change our hearts. He can lead us closer to Him. And as that happens, as our dispositions change, our behaviors change, and our lives change, and who we are changes. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe, like, comment, and share. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.